Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! I have you now. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Hello! My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. And it is the 30-something movie podcast back once again. Thank you for joining us. Uh, This time I am flying solo, um, and that's not a play on our last episode, which was our Star Wars 40th anniversary. Um, I am by myself this time. Um, I am going to do a very quick, I wanted to do a little something on Alien Covenant, so I'm going to be doing that real quick today. And uh, then we'll be back with the other guys here in just a couple more days. We'll be doing adventures and babysitting. So we will get back to our 80s movies and we'll bring those guys back in. Uh, We'll be recording that here in just about a day or so. Coming out later this week. So, all right. Well, I am your host, John Reed, and I am back this time to talk a little bit about Alien Covenant. And one of the reasons I'm doing this, this is not an 80s movie. And for those of you that have been listening for a while, you know that our the premise of our show is that we do uh, movies that are hitting their 30th anniversary, hence the name 30-something movie podcast. And we are uh, this year going through the movies in 1987. So the reason I'm doing Alien Covenant is because Alien movies came out in the late 70s, uh, 80s. And these are kind of movies that I grew up with and, and one of my favorite movie franchises, uh, especially as a kid, even though I probably shouldn't have seen some of those movies as a kid. So I just wanted to do a, a quick little review on the movie Alien Covenant because I did see that last week and I'm just now getting an opportunity to um, get down here and record something. So I'm uh, going to do that and um, yeah, just talk about a couple things related to the movie and you can decide if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, you're listening to our show, you can decide if that's something that you want to then go spend your time and money on. So very, very quickly before we get started, we do spoil the events of the movies we talk about. So if you have not seen Alien Covenant yet and any of the other Alien movies, then you may want to wait, may want to go watch the movie first if you don't want to be spoiled. Um, If you don't care, then we might be able to give you an an idea, like I said, as to whether or not you want to spend your time and money going to see it. Um, the other thing as well is if you don't mind, if you're listening to the show and you're enjoying it, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell a friend about the show. Um, we love having people that we know that we've got several subscribers that are listening to the show regularly and and picking us up each week as we come on. That's wonderful. And we, we love that. And we thank you so much for coming along with us on this ride. And, um, if you think somebody else, if you've got a friend that likes 80s movies and you think would enjoy this podcast where we go week by week and look at a different movie from, like I said, this year, 1987, then uh, feel free to hook your friends up with our podcast. Uh, you can either you can get that through your favorite podcast app, no matter what type of phone that you've got. Um, we're also on Stitcher, Satchel, Google Play, iTunes, pretty much all the different uh, podcast apps and podcatchers that you can use. To listen to podcasts, we are out there and we are available. So uh, feel free to look us up there, subscribe, and leave us a review on iTunes. We also want to hear from you, too. If you are a big fan of any of the movies that we talk about or if you just have some feedback, if you totally disagree with us on something or totally agree or think we've missed something in one of our reviews of a movie, 
We'd love to hear from you, and there's plenty of ways that you can get in touch with us. Uh, we do have a voicemail line since this is an audio medium. Uh, we'd be happy to play your voicemail on the show and respond to it. Uh, our number is uh, 872-35-MOVIE. That's 872-356-6843. Uh, if you want to call what the other hosts affectionately refer to as the love line, uh, feel free to give us a call. Otherwise, you can email us, tweet us, uh, look us up on Facebook. In all of those areas, on all of the social medias, we are 30podcast, 30podcast. Um, that's at 30podcast on Twitter. We're 30podcast on Instagram, 30podcast on Facebook, and we are 30podcast at gmail.com if you would like to email us uh, any of your feedback or comments. And we would love to hear from you. So if you have, uh, if you've got any feedback for us at all or any comments on any of the movies we've been talking about, please feel free to get in touch with us. We would love to be able to read that and uh, interact with you on the show. One thing I did want to mention really quick before we get going, um, if you are following us at all on Twitter, um, we are going to be giving away, I've got a couple things that I picked up at C2E2 in Chicago this year, and uh, we're going to be doing a couple of giveaways here on Twitter in not too long. And one of them, I'm holding it in my hand, but this is a podcast, so you can't see it. Uh, it is a very cool deck of cards uh, that I was able to pick up from a company called Albino Dragon, um, and they do different kind of pop culture designs on playing cards. And so the one I've got here is an animated uh, kind of look and feel to The Princess Bride, and these are some great playing cards. Um, you know, the ones I wished, and especially with this episode, I wished I would have picked up, and, and now I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't. They had a great uh, alien deck of cards that I should have picked up, and I probably will next year, or I'll go do it from their website. Um, but uh, very cool people. Talked to them for a little bit. Uh, you know, got to see some of the different designs that they have and that they're working on. Uh, really cool Goonies set of cards, too. They had three different Princess Bride uh, sets. And uh, I will uh, shortly, probably sometime this week, I will tweet out a picture of this one so you can kind of see. You can go to their website. And then uh, if you want to get in the running for that, then you can uh, feel free to uh, follow us on Twitter and retweet the uh, message that I will send out that features uh, this deck of cards on it. And then we'll, we'll find out who the winner is. Um, but that's going to be coming up soon. I've also got a couple of other things to give away. So if you are not following us on Twitter, now might be a good time to jump on there uh, and let us know. And... Uh, yeah, and then we'll go from there. We'll have a lucky winner that will uh, get this uh, fabulous Princess Bride deck of cards. And I kind of wish I could enter the contest myself or just keep these. Or maybe I should just bought an extra pack to keep myself. That would have been a much wiser decision, which I chose not to go with. So um, I chose poorly. That's right. Okay. Um, all right. Well, let's go on and get on into Alien Covenant. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of other, I'm not going to do new movie news stuff this time because I want to keep this show kind of short. Um, get this one out here before we've got our adventures and babysitting. We'll, we'll get together with the other guys. We'll do new movie news and that kind of stuff later. Uh, the only other thing I did want to say for social media updates for our show is we have surpassed 650 followers on Twitter. So thank you so much. All of those that are following us on Twitter and interacting with us on there. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Um, you know, if you've got other friends that you think would enjoy this show, let them know about it because we would love to get as many people as possible kind of in on, you know, bouncing ideas back and forth on, on what we love about these movies. So, um, if you know anybody else that might enjoy the show, feel free to, to share with them, let them know. And, uh, if you are listening, but not following us on Twitter, go ahead, jump on Twitter. Cause that's where, if we do, uh, contests and things like that, then that's where we're going to do most of our interacting with, uh, with folks for, uh, things like contests and giveaways. So. 
All right, let's move on into Alien Covenant. That's what we're here to talk about this time. So Alien Covenant was released on May 19th, 2017. Uh, It was rated R with a runtime of two hours, two minutes. Director is Ridley Scott, who also did Alien, Blade Runner, Legend, Thelma and Louise, Gladiator, Black Hawk Down, Prometheus, and The Martian. Producers were David Geiler. I think it's Geiler. Yeah, looks like Geiler. Um, We'll go with that one. He did all the Alien movies, The Money Pit, and the TV series Tales from the Crypt. Walter Hill, who did all the Alien movies, Red Heat, and Tales from the Crypt. Mark Huffam, he did Saving Private Ryan, Game of Thrones, Prometheus, and The Martian. Michael Schaefer did Now You See Me, Exodus, Gods and Kings, and The Martian. And Ridley Scott, who also produced Blade Runner, Gladiator, Black Hawk Down, the TV show Numbers, uh, the 2010 A-Team remake, The Grey, Prometheus, The Martian, the TV series Mercy Street, and the TV series The Good Wife. Writers on this one, uh, story writers were Jack Paglin, who did Transcendence and the upcoming 2020 Godzilla vs. Kong movie. Uh, Another story writer for this one was Michael Green. He's written for Smallville, Everwood, the Green Lantern movie, Logan, the current American Gods TV series, and Blade Runner 2049. That's coming out later this year. Screenplay writers for this one were John Logan. He did Gladiator, Star Trek Nemesis, The Last Samurai, Skyfall, Spectre, and the TV series Penny Dreadful. And the other screenplay, screenplay. see, there I am. I'm getting into my whole Princess Bride thing with the Malwidge and the screenplay and all that stuff. Uh, screenplay writer uh, Dante Harper did uh, Alien Covenant was his only writing credit, but he worked as a production manager on several making of documentaries for a lot of other uh, Hollywood movies. So, uh, music on this one was done by Jed Kurzel. Uh, he did The Babadook and Assassin's Creed. The budget was $97 million and the box office so far is $161 million. So, it's not, it's not doing... It's not going gangbusters. Let's say it that way. Um, I'm sure they would have liked to have made a little bit more money at this point. It's it's been out for um, you know what, what's it been a week now, um, a little over a week, week and a half. So I'm sure they would have liked to have made a little bit more money, but I, I, I think they're probably they'll probably look make a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's done box office wise. I don't think it's done quite as well as they had hoped it would. So. Anyway, getting on into the actors for this one, Michael Fassbender uh, is David and Walter. A bit of a spoiler there, but we told you at the top that we would be spoiling this. He was in Band of Brothers, 300, Inglorious Bastards, the X-Men First Class series of movies, Prometheus, and 12 Years a Slave. Catherine Waterston was Daniels. She was in Robot and Frank, the TV series Boardwalk Empire, Inherent Vice, Steve Jobs, and Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Billy Crudup was Orem. He was in Sleepers, Almost Famous, Watchmen, and the 2017 Justice League movie. Danny McBride played Tennessee. He was in Tropic Thunder, Up in the Air, Despicable Me, and the TV series Eastbound and Down. Uh, Damien Bashir played Lope. Is it Lope? I think it's Lope. Uh, he was in The Hateful Eight, Weeds, the TV series, and The Heat. Carmen Jogo played Kareen. She was in Absolute Beginners, The Purge, Anarchy, and Selma. Juicy Smollett. Did I say Juicy? I think it's Jussie. Jussie, Juicy. We're going to go with either one. Uh, Played Ricks, uh, was in The Mighty Ducks, North, and Empire. Uh, Callie Hernandez played Upworth, was in La La Land. Amy Simit, no, I am messing up all the names today. That's okay. There's there's a little alien in my stomach, and it's messing up all the words. Uh, Amy Simitz played Ferris. She was in Your Next and Upstream Color. Nathaniel Dean played Hallett. 
was in Walking on Water, Somersault, and Candy. Alexander England played Angkor, was in Gods of Egypt and Down Under. Benjamin Wrigley played Ledward, was in Green-Eyed, Lion, and That's Not Me. Uh, Uli Latukufu, I knew I was going to butcher that one as soon as I saw it. Uh, Latukufu, Latukefu, yes. Yeah, we're just going to go with it. Latukefu, sure. Uh, Cole um, was his character's name, and he was in the TV series Marco Polo on Netflix. Tess Halbrick played Rosenthal. She was in The Wolverine. Lorelai King was the voice of Mother. She was in Bob the Builder and Notting Hill. Uh, Goran D. Clute played the Xenomorph and the Neomorph. He was in Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Andrew Crawford also played the Neomorph. Uh, Alien Covenant is his only credit. Javier Botet played the Xenomorph. He was in The Revenant uh, and the movie Wreck, like a record, uh, but abbreviated. Guy Pierce played Peter Wayland. He was uncredited, but he was in this movie as Peter Wayland again. Uh, he was in Memento and The Count of Monte Cristo, L.A. Confidential, and Iron Man 3. James Franco, uh, also, I believe, uncredited in this movie, played the, the Captain Branson. Uh, he was in Freaks and Geeks, 127 hours at the Spider-Man movies and the upcoming, or no, actually not upcoming, it's already out, The Disaster Artist. Um, it's not out for wide release yet, but uh, as, as I understand, it's been going around the uh, uh, the kind of film convention circuit. So uh, I, I think the other guys in the podcast are looking forward to that one because they quote the room all the time and they seem to like that movie, even though I think it's a um, steaming pile of stuff. Um but they can call the love line and argue with me if they want, or they can just argue with me tomorrow when we see each other at work. All right, well, Rotten Tomatoes, the critics have given this one a 71%, and the audience has given a 63%, so not exactly a resounding um, celebration of the Alien franchise uh, that we're getting from from the uh, Rotten Tomatoes folks in this one. Uh, critics so far on this one have said, uh, Anthony Lane from The New Yorker said, quote, there are plenty of reasons to shut your eyes and cross your legs while watching this film, but is that the same as being scared? Uh, Colin Covert from the Minneapolis Star Tribune said, quote, a stylish, oddly bookish monster movie told in the form of a macabre theological revenge story. CinemaScore gave it a B. There are no awards for this one because it's a brand new movie. Um, very quick summary. Bound for a remote planet on the far side of the galaxy, members of the colony ship Covenant discover what they think to be an uncharted paradise. While there, they meet David, the synthetic survivor of the doomed Prometheus expedition from 10 years before. The mysterious world soon turns dark and dangerous when a hostile alien life form forces the crew into a deadly fight for survival. Paris, please, open up! I can't do this with an infection.
You sure about this, Captain? How do you mean? I really don't know what's out there. So on November 27th, 2015, Ridley Scott announced that this would be the second in a new Alien trilogy, uh, which would take place closer to and leading up to the original Alien movie. Uh, this was kind of his plan for the follow-up from Prometheus um, that came out in 2012. And um, so originally, this was meant to be a, a, like a direct, I mean, I guess it is kind of a direct sequel to Prometheus, but it was meant to focus more on the engineers, um, those characters, kind of the, the white skinned, larger characters that were, um, meant to be the people who had seeded earth and had, you know, gone throughout the galaxy or universe or whatever, and, and had been the ones who had created or, or set up life on different planets. Um, so this was meant to be, uh, I think it was meant to be called, I think paradise lost was going to be the name of this one. And, um, it really would not have featured the alien as much. It was going to go in a direction that was going to follow the engineers a little more closely because I think he, Ridley Scott at the time, felt that the alien thing had been overdone. Um, the problem was he had totally missed out on all of the fans who wanted to see more alien stuff, and he was trying to go further away from the alien stuff, and I think that's why he got such a backlash uh, against Prometheus. Not a bad movie. I remember seeing Prometheus and thinking that it was a good movie. It was an interesting kind of prequel uh, to the alien stuff. I didn't think it went far enough to get things ready for the alien movies, but um, I thought it was interesting. So, you know, I don't, I don't know that I have too much against it. Um, I, I, I will share in just a minute my ranking of the alien and Prometheus movies altogether. It's not, you know, it's not up there in my top three. So, um, but this was meant to be a more kind of uh, direct sequel to Prometheus. And when the reviews came back, uh, especially from fans on Prometheus, uh, he, I think he actually kind of came back and he said, you know what? I, I get it. People didn't like it. They didn't like the direction it was going. So let's do this. Let's, let's go much more towards this being an alien prequel. Um, and you'll see much more of the, the xenomorph that we're used to seeing from the other movies. Um, so, some interesting things about the movie. Uh, I pulled some of these off of IMDb uh, and off of the Wikipedia page and a few other places. Um, and I definitely noticed some of these as I'm watching the movie too. Uh, during the confrontation with Walter, uh, David asks him at one point if he'd rather serve in heaven or reign in hell. And that comes from John Milton's Paradise Lost, uh, where the devil, Lucifer, claims that it is better to reign in hell than to serve in heaven. Um, and this is, uh, this kind of ties into the whole idea that this movie was originally going to be called paradise lost, um, before they went with the name alien covenant. Uh, there were also a couple of other kind of fun things where you have links to other Ridley Scott movies. Uh, when Daniels and, uh, David are fighting, uh, she has this nail that she wears around a necklace 
and uh, she like stabs him in the chin with it. And David says, that's the spirit. In Blade Runner, if you jump all the way back to 1982 in Blade Runner, uh, Batty, who is a replicant, um, stabs himself in the hand with a similar type of nail and says the line, that's the spirit, to Deckard uh, as they are fighting later on. So um, just kind of some interesting connections to the other to the other movies. There was another one too, when David is talking to Walter um, and he is about to kill him. Uh, I, I say that with quote fingers. He gives him a gentle kiss before he stabs him. And this is kind of a reference back to Blade Runner again from 1982 uh, scene where Roy Batty is talking to his creator, Dr. Terrell, and he gives him a gentle kiss and then kills him um, again. Another really Scott movie. So another connection there. Um, and then you know, there were a whole bunch of different literary, I'm not going to go through all of them, but there were a bunch of literary references here to Ozymandias, to Frankenstein, uh, to John Milton's Paradise Lost. So if you are a very literary person, you may like the connections that are made, uh, music as well. Uh, a lot of different musical pieces and references to music show up in this. Um, so if you're a, a well-read literary person and you like those little kind of connections, then you may enjoy some of that in this movie as well. Um, I mainly want to just kind of talk about this movie real quick in terms of it being an alien sequel prequel growing up. I love the alien movies. I remember watching, uh, at least a few times, uh, watching the original alien with my dad. Um, and you know, I just remember really liking that movie and watching it with him. And then when I got to be a little bit older, I saw, um, the 1986 movie aliens, uh, which we just did on the podcast uh, last year. Um, so you can go back and Listen to that episode if you want to hear our review of the Aliens movie. And that's a much different movie, but also a great action movie. Great action movie with a great cast in that one. Very memorable, very quotable. Um, and then you had Alien 3, which I like. I know a lot of other people did not like. Uh, but uh, and we've had this debate uh, among coworkers and other people before. But I'm a big fan of Alien 3. I enjoyed it. And then from there, for me, it kind of started to get a little weird. Um not a fan of Alien Resurrection. Um, I was so-so on the Alien versus Predator, the first one. I have never actually seen uh, Alien versus Predator Requiem, which I at some point would like to go see, but I think it's pretty low on my list of movies that I need to get caught up on that I haven't seen yet. Um, so if I was going to rank this one in terms of when, when I went to go see it and I got out of the movie theater, I, I would rank them in this way. I would put Alien and Aliens up at the top, and I don't... I have a hard time separating those two because for me, Alien is a great sci-fi horror movie and Aliens is a great sci-fi action movie. And I think they're, they're two very different types of movies. Um, so I have a hard time separating those because I like both of those for different reasons, but I don't know which one I can put up on the top of my list. So I'll just say Alien and Aliens uh, are at the very top of my list. Alien 3 would be further next down on my list. Uh, I would put Alien Covenant just below Alien 3. So I, I liked this movie, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that in just a second. I liked this one. Um, for me, it's definitely in line with all the other Alien and Prometheus movies. It's number four on my list. Uh, just below Alien Covenant would be Prometheus. I like Prometheus. Like I said, I was looking forward to maybe seeing a little bit more Alien stuff, Xenomorph stuff in it, but... Um, so I, I, I was a little disappointed in that, not as much as some other people, but, um, you know, I thought it was an interesting movie I was entertained by it. So, um, you know, it, it gave some little hints at the backstory of the, the 
creature that you see in the ship with his, uh, the hole in his chest in the first alien movie. Um, so I thought that part was good. But uh, then after Prometheus, I would put Alien Resurrection um, just because it's, yeah, I mean, there are parts of it that are fun. Um, you know, it's, it's, I'm going to say Ripley with quote fingers. It's Ripley. Um, you know, it's got Ron Perlman's in it. It's, it's got a lot of great actors in it. Um, you know, it, it's okay. Um, I'm going to put alien versus predator just a little bit below that because I really wish they had executed that movie differently. Um, I was a huge fan of the alien versus predator comic when that came out, when I was a kid, um, kind of wish they had done it a little closer to that story, been a little bit more faithful to that because that I thought was a great story. Uh, and I was not necessarily as big a fan of the way they executed the movie when that came out. So I was a little disappointed with that movie. Um, thought that could have been done better. And like I said, I have not seen, uh, alien versus predator requiem. So I'm going to drop that one kind of off the list for right now. I kind of have a feeling just from things I've heard about it, that it would definitely be, uh, probably on the low end of my list anyway, if, if I had seen it. The only other one that I wish I could add to this list, and um, that's something that I was going to mention as, as kind of part of the backstory on this as well, um, was after Prometheus came out, I remember hearing stories that Neil Blomkamp was coming out with his own alien movie and that possibly that was also going to feature um, Ripley and that Sigourney Weaver was going to be involved. And I kind of got excited about that. Like when I heard that was happening, cause I've liked all of his other movies. Um, I've liked kind of the, I, I remember thinking even before that was ever announced, I remember after watching district nine and, um, and b- before seeing Chappie and before seeing Elysium, but after district nine, I remember thinking, you know what? This guy could do a really interesting alien movie. I think he could take the look and feel, um, and, and give, something fresh to it that hasn't been done. Um, you know, if I was going to, if I was going to hand it off to somebody else and say, here, I'd like to see what you could do with this. He would have been my pick, um, for somebody to do that. And then I heard the announcement that the, he was developing his own movie. And then I was like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm all about this. This will be great. Um, and then I heard that there was kind of the competing stories back and forth of Ridley Scott saying, no, 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 I'm not doing an alien movie. And Neil Blomkamp saying, yes, I'm doing an alien movie. And then Sigourney Weaver saying, yes, we're doing an alien movie with Neil Blomkamp. And then all of a sudden Ridley Scott comes out and says, no, 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 no. They're not doing a movie before I do my alien movie. And then all of a sudden Neil Blomkamp's alien movie disappears and Ridley Scott's shows up. And as much as I like Ridley Scott as a director, I've enjoyed a lot of his other movies. I got to say, I was looking a little bit more forward to somebody else taking the reins of this and and seeing where they could go with it, especially after Prometheus. Um, I I was kind of hoping it was time to give another guy a chance. So I still would be really curious to see what he would do with it. Um, You know, I definitely think that Ridley Scott is, he's going to finish out this trilogy that he's got in mind. Um, But I would really like to see what Neil Blomkamp and other directors uh, would, what, what direction they would take this in? Because I, if I'm going to get into my criticism or my review of alien covenant, my one big thing I will say about this movie is I was entertained by it. It gave me the alien action I was hoping for. It, it had the classic xenomorph in it. Kind of, uh, it was a little bit different, but, 
Um, and I thought it was an interesting origin for the xenomorph and how it came about, you know, to be, you know, in its current form, you know, how you see it, uh, in the original movies, we're kind of getting closer to how that organism would have developed. But I will say with this movie, as much as I was entertained and as much as I enjoyed it, I, I kind of came out of the movie theater. I, I didn't come out of the movie theater thinking, wow, that was a great alien movie. And for somebody who was a big fan growing up and, and, you know, I always like I was obsessed with alien stuff, um, probably during middle school, you know, loved all the alien stuff, collected the comic books, you know, read the alien versus predator stuff, lived in England. And they had this whole experience, this alien war experience, uh, in the Trocadero that you could go to, uh, that was kind of like a guided tour of a research facility. And then all of a sudden all the lights go out and you've got these, uh, colonial Marines that are trying to escort you out of the place. And these aliens are like breaking through the walls and grabbing people that are in your, your, um, your tour party. And, uh, it was just, it was awesome. Loved it. Ate that up as a kid. Um, I came out of this movie. I went into this movie being really excited about this. I probably was as excited for this as some of the other guys were excited for Logan. Definitely Pat, uh, as excited as he was. This movie had me excited to go see a new alien movie and I came out of it and I was entertained. Um, but I wasn't wowed. There wasn't anything. I, I can't say that there was anything that really moved the franchise forward. Um, I, I don't know that I can say there was a whole lot new and fresh about this. Um, yeah. I mean, the whole thing of going from the engineers being the ones developing this organism as a weapon or a virus and then having uh, David turn on them and, and show up on their home planet and and uh, have them, you know, drop the virus on them and uh, have them killed by their own uh, creation. You know, that, that part's interesting, and, and it's interesting to see the development of his character, but then that's more of a, you know, it's not an alien movie, it's a David movie. And I think that's where... That's where this is a this is a different thing. It's it's not it's not as much. This one was more alien than Prometheus. I'll give him that. Um, but I think this is definitely more of a David trilogy, and to see his motivations and to see why he's doing this and how he's trying to maybe become more more human than the humans, or or maybe to take you know what his creators did to him and get revenge upon them for his existence and. Um, you know, it, it kind of, uh, it, it kind of goes back to, um, I think it was that Val Kilmer in tombstone. He says, uh, that, uh, Johnny Ringo wants revenge. Uh, he wants revenge for having ever been born. And that kind of seems like what David's doing in these movies. He's trying to find the best way he can to create this perfect organism and, and to wipe out humanity and, um, so, I mean, that all is interesting and it makes for an interesting movie, but at the same time, I, I was interested and I was entertained, but I was not wowed and it really didn't do a whole lot new for me in terms of, uh, alien. And that's kind of what I was hoping for, but that's not what I got. So, um, you know, when I see the reviews and people giving it a, what was it? A 63% or a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. You know, that's probably, I, I probably would give it somewhere between a, a 60 and a 75. Um, you know, I'll hover right around there between, if, if we're grading things, since, you know, all of us hosts on this show are teachers, if we're grading things, I'd give it a C. 
Um, you know, it's, it's not, it's not up there with the best of them. And, and again, I, I rank the original three alien movies as above this one. Um, I just, I kind of wish there was a little bit more, maybe a little bit more about the alien itself. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is about the David story. It just not, it doesn't, it's interesting to me, but it's not what I was hoping for. So, um, you know, the whole thing of, of him trying to surpass the creator and, and all of that stuff. And you have a lot of the biblical or literary, um, tie-ins to that and, and references to music and to literature. But, um, it, it's interesting, but, uh, but like I said, I think I was maybe hoping for a little bit more of a little bit more of a tie-in and, and a little bit more of a, a closer connection to the alien movies, especially by the end of the movie. And, uh, I won't necessarily give away the end of the movie. I don't want to spoil that part if you haven't seen it yet. Um, but I think by the end of the movie, I was, I was maybe even hoping that as, you know, the characters who are left here, uh, as they are going on about their journey, uh, once the movie is over, um, I think I was kind of hoping that maybe the planet that they were headed to, you know, somebody would make some reference to, yeah, we call this planet, I think they call it Origa was the name of the planet that they were trying to get to originally before they made their stop off uh, on this other planet. Um, I, maybe, I think I was kind of hoping that somebody would say like the official astronomical call sign of Origa was LV426 or something like that. Wouldn't make any sense at all because LV426 is supposed to have the, the kind of the crashed engineer ship on it. Um, and then you'd have the engineer with the chest, uh, cavity open and the, all the eggs and the everything. So maybe that's where they're going with the next movie. Um, so I, it will be interesting to see if, if this next movie is the last in this trilogy of, uh, Prometheus movies leading up to the original alien. I'll be curious to see what they do with it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, and, and the David character is going to feature prominently because he has in the first two movies of this trilogy. So, I mean, he's, He's probably going to feature prominently in the third movie as well, would be my guess. Um, and again, if, if that was that just spoiled the whole thing, knowing that he's survived at the end of this, but you don't know how. So, um, but again, I warned you, spoilers. So, I mean, it, so that's it. So, if I was going to give you kind of my overall take on this one, is it was fun, it was entertaining. You got to see plenty of alien action. Um, I don't know. I mean, you still get some of the same stuff of you got the motion sensors and you're, you're tracking the alien with the motion sensors and you know, that kind of stuff. Again, it was kind of a rehash of, of a lot of the older, uh, tropes with the other alien movies. So, uh, one thing I will say too, is if this is supposed to take place before the original alien, it's the same problem you've got with like the star Wars movies and some of the other, some of the other movies is that the technology they seem to have now is way more advanced than apparently what they're going to have in, however many years it takes to get to the original alien movie. Um, you know, they're, they're able to track things a whole lot better. They're able to, they've got all these like crazy holographic displays that they didn't have in the original. Uh, so it'll, it'll just be interesting to see what, how they decide to explain that, or maybe they won't. Um, if I was, if I was going to take, if I was going to say, you know, here's the alien story I would like to see, I think there are plenty of good stories in the comics that they can go back to. 
and they can use that as some source material. Um, there were, there was an alien story in which, uh, the aliens got loose on earth and earth had to be abandoned. Um, and there was a, there was kind of an interesting story where you had, uh, two different, almost like for some reason there were two Queens and there were rival hives of aliens. Um, and I think that was, that was earth war or if that was, there was a story called hive. I want to say it was called earth war. And the Earth War was more of like a war between two different rival alien hives uh, with two different queens. So, I don't know, something like that. Something different, uh, something that we haven't seen before. And I think I had kind of hoped the Alien versus Predator movies would do that, but they didn't really. Um, this one, while it's a decent movie, didn't take it. I don't think it moved it forward a whole lot. We're just kind of inching toward these, uh, having these be prequels to maybe explain some of the backstory uh, to lead us up to the original Alien movie. Um, the one thing I did like um, was that this one, I did feel like this one tried to get back to some of the horror roots of the original Alien. And I don't mind it being like an action movie like Aliens. I don't mind that. And I, that's what I liked about Alien 3 was it went back to the original. I felt like it went back to the feel of the original where you've got this creature loose you don't really have a good way of tracking it. You don't have any weapons. You don't have anything that can stop this thing other than you've got to try to outwit it somehow. Um, and that's what I liked about Alien 3. This one, I think this one was more about the story of David, uh, like I said, and David trying to get his revenge upon humanity in some way, um, a little bit less about the aliens themselves and, and trying to fight against the alien. Because the the scene with the xenomorph, when you do finally get the xenomorph, there's not a whole lot of outwitting that needs to be done. I mean, it, when it does happen, it happens pretty quick, whereas the original alien, that was a good portion of the movie, was them trying to outwit this alien without any kind of weapons or anything like that. So, um, yeah. So, I, I mean, like I said, again, this uh, decent movie, uh, I'm, I'm curious to see. This doesn't put me off from wanting to see the next one whenever the next one comes out. I would really like to see somebody else try their hand at the Alien movies. Uh, you know, that Ridley Scott can hand this off. I, I'm sure he won't before he finishes this trilogy. But if Neil Blomkamp still has all of his notes and everything else from the movie that he had planned and bringing back Ripley, if that's the thing, uh, having Sigourney Weaver feature in it, I think that would be a lot of fun. But I would like to see him do it. I'd like to see somebody else do it. Um, to me, this is kind of like the same thing with the Terminator movies. You've reached a point where at Ridley Scott himself said the, the alien thing has been overdone. Maybe the alien thing has been overdone. Maybe the Terminator thing has been overdone, but I kind of feel like if you take it back to its horror roots and you give it to somebody who maybe is not so bogged down in being the original creator of this thing, um, you know, then maybe you can get a fresh take on it and, and let somebody else try their hand. So I don't know. Well, anyway, that's my take on Alien Covenant. Uh, if you totally agreed or disagreed with me, let me know, uh, because I would be curious if you've seen the movie and you've got a different take on it, or if if you, you know, if you think that I'm being too nice on the movie, you know, I'd, I'd like to hear uh, more of what you've got to say about it. And in the meantime, you can join us for some of our other upcoming movies. Uh, let me pull up our list real quick and see what we've got coming up. Uh, we are ending our. Uh, the kids are all right. Month of May, uh, in which we had a whole bunch of movies where you know some you know kids or or younger people are 
uh, getting into different adventures. It's actually been a really busy month. We did not get a chance to do a Guardians of the Galaxy show. I, I had kind of wanted to do that, but I think we're not really going to have time to. Um, we did a show last week on the 40th anniversary of Star Wars. Had a lot of fun recording that one. And uh, we are finishing it off here in a couple of days. We'll have the Adventures in Babysitting show will be coming out, and that will finish us off for the month of May. Uh, if you want to look ahead and join us for the month of June, we got a lot of fun ones coming out. Uh, June is going to be our, we've dubbed it our Die Laughing, so it's kind of our horror comedy uh, kind of movie month. Uh, we're going to throw Wonder Woman in there. Not a comedy, not a horror, but it does come out uh, in just a few days. So we're going to throw in Wonder Woman, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get a, a show recorded on that one soon after it comes out. I'm hearing good things about it, so I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, and then for the rest of the month of June, we've got The Lost Boys, Evil Dead 2, The Monster Squad, and The Running Man. So if you're looking forward to uh, wanting to join us on those, if you've got any other feedback ahead of time, if you've watched these movies recently or want to watch them and then listen, uh, that's what we've got coming up. Lost Boys, Evil Dead 2, Monster Squad, and The Running Man. And then if you want to look way ahead, uh, in July, we've got our art and music movies. And some of these we may be moving around a little bit, and I've thrown in a couple of other uh, extra shows during the summer months. Uh, when we hit, I think, our episode number 150, we've decided we're going to do a show on movie music, so talking about soundtracks of the movies we love. Uh, in July, we're going to be doing some art and music movies, um, and it looks like, uh, and some of these may be subject to change, but it looks like as of right now, we'll be doing La Bamba, uh, Prick Up Your Ears, Dirty Dancing, Radio Days, and then I've got a couple that I've thrown in here that I'm hoping to be able to do maybe in July, and that would be uh, the worst of 1987 movies. Last year, we did one on the Razzies of 1986. This year, we're going to do the same, the worst of 1987, in which I'm going to force myself to watch the worst movies of the year. Uh, which I think Leonard Part 6 is in there. Let me see. I've got the list right here. Okay. Actually, the list of the worst of 1987, I'm going to try to watch these and talk about them in one show, uh, and that is going to cover Leonard Part 6, Ishtar, Jaws the Revenge, Tough Guys Don't Dance, and Who's That Girl? Uh, so I will torture myself and watch those movies, and then we'll talk about those maybe in July. And then also in July, or maybe sometime in August, I'd also like to do a review of uh, the entire run, of Star Trek The Next Generation, since that started in 1987, and I'm sure I'll be able to get Pat and, and some of the other guys in on that one, because I know they are big Star Trek fans. Um, so hoping to do one of those this summer as well. Uh, but yeah, episode number 150 will be our big movie soundtrack show, and then uh, we'll hopefully be able to do something on Star Trek The Next Generation, and the worst of 1987 coming up in July. Uh, then in August, we've got Hamburger Hill, Empire of the Sun, one of my personal favorites, Good Morning Vietnam, Full Metal Jacket, uh, and Au Revoir, Les Enfants. In September, our sci-fi movies, Spaceballs, Batteries Not Concluded, Inner Space, Predator, and Superman IV, The Quest for Peace. And if I can find it, I found a copy of the Bollywood Superman movie, who also came out in 1987. Um, I would like to be able to try to find that one with some subtitles, because I don't speak the language. Um, I mean, I can watch the movie and I, I get the idea of what's going on and, you know, I understand the dancing and, and other stuff, but I have no clue what they're talking about. So, um, I, I would like to find if anybody knows of there being a copy out there that has subtitles on it, that would be great. The copy I have does not have subtitles. Um, so if I can't find it, I'll just mention it on our Superman four show, but, uh, I would like to be able to see it with subtitles so I can understand what's going on, what they're talking about. Finally, in October, these will be the episodes that Pat will probably uh, choose to miss entirely because he doesn't like horror movies. 
We'll be doing Prince of Darkness, Hellraiser, Near Dark, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, and possibly a show on Blade Runner uh, 2049. November is our Money, Money, Money shows. We'll be doing Wall Street, The Secret of My Success, Baby Boom, Can't Buy Me Love, and most likely a Justice League show in there. Uh, so that should be coming out in November. And then December is kind of our leftovers month. It's you know all the stuff that we didn't really have a category for, but we're just going to throw it together in December. Uh, that'll be Fatal Attraction, Ernest Goes to Camp, Throw Mama from the Train, and Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Um, we might have some other shows thrown in here and there, but that just kind of gives you an idea of what's coming up over the course of the next few months for the rest of the year. All right. Well, in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, feel free to give us a call on the love line, 872-356-6843. Email us, 30podcast at gmail.com. Or you can get in touch with us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, all those different places. Otherwise, in the meantime, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>